Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brustling Unlimited as we are here on the 20th of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. And I thought tonight's Monday Night Raw was a pretty dang good show. Even things that shouldn't have been good were actually pretty dang good. So I enjoyed the show and I know I know I'm going to say something and I know I'm going to piss off a lot of AEW fans, but I'm going to say it right off the get-go. Let me just get it off my chest. So I'm going to say this. WWE had a really good show. Started off with a really hot match and ended with a really hot match. Yet, yet, people are going to come out and say, oh, well, they hot-shotted a bunch of stuff. That's just hot-shotting, this and that. Yet, when AEW has shows where they have a great match that opens, a great match that a great match that closes the show and some good stuff in the middle. Everyone goes, well, that's AEW. They're just that dang good. They're great. They can't, they can't do no wrong. But when I've already seen it, I've already seen it all over Twitter tonight. WWE just hot shotted too many things before the pay-per-view. Yeah. And AEW doesn't do a lot of shit like this on regular television. I'm just saying, I love AEW. I think they have great matches. I think this week's shows, both dynamite and rampage are going to be amazing shows. But I just can't get over how there's these people that are just so, what's the word, loyal to, w, to AEW that anything WWE does, good or bad, they're going to shit on. They're going to dog on. They're going to bag on. Good or bad. WWE had a good show tonight. I thought 90% of tonight's show was good. But then you still have the people on Twitter, man, this sucked because it was all hot-shotted. What did that main event accomplish? Bobby Lashley got pinned by Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, Bobby Lashley got pinned by Roman Reigns. He wasn't going to pin Big E. And that's the other thing I saw people saying, Big E lost. He's only been the champion for a week, and he's already lost. Well, at least he didn't get pinned. You know what I mean? Somebody had to lose, and it wasn't going to be Roman. But... I'm just sick of all the hating on WWE when they do good things. They have good shows, but people have to find a reason to bag on it. Whether that's, well, this, you know, they did this and this good, but this wasn't good. Look at that Alexa or Alexa Charlotte segment. Actually, I like that. But there are people online that hated on it. Or, or oh, they hot shot it. They just tried to get a rating. They hot shot it. There's no, you know, and it, and it really grinds my gears, as Peter Griffin would say. Because no matter if WWE does a good show or not, these fans, this AEW majority fans, are going to just dog on WWE no matter what. But I fully enjoyed tonight's Monday Night Raw. I mean, I didn't like the 24-7 segment. I thought the women's title match, the, the women's tag title match could have gone longer. We didn't need even redo drop for the third, fourth time. No. But not every show is going to be great. And AEW is not even that good. Um, every week, there's at least one thing that's not that good on AEW, but but it's just like, why can't people just be happy at times? No, you've got to always dog on it. You've always got to bash it. You've always got to talk. You've always got to find some negative. And it's the people that you go through their Twitter and it's like, AW this, and AW that, and AW did this so great, and AW this, this so great, this so that, and then it's like, Oh, WWE sucked tonight. Oh, this wasn't good. Why did they do that main event? It accomplished nothing. Yet everything else on their thing is all praise for AW. And whenever they say anything WWE, it's negativity. And I'm and I'm over it. I'm over it. And there's just way 
too much of it. Why can't we like both? I love both companies. I also really enjoy Impact. Don't really watch Ring of Honor. I really enjoy New Japan. Why can't we like it all? Why do we have to choose sides? I feel like right now, there's a lot of people, if you don't pick a side, then you're not a true fan of one or the other. No, you can like them all. Again, I love WWE. I love AEW. I really like Impact. I don't watch it as much as I should, but I really like it. Same with New Japan. I really, really like it. Don't watch it as much as I should. Ring of Honor, I can't tell you anything they're really doing. i just not interested in any of their stuff. But it's just like, why can't we like it all? There's a lot of fans out there where it's like, you're WWE or AEW, and that's it. You can't like both. If you like one, you got to shit on the other. And I'm kind of over it. I'm really over it. Why can't we like both? Looking at the chat here. Um, being told to watch Sunny Kiss for Joey Janela. I'll check that out tonight. Um, Banana says, have you seen Seamus Rebroke his nose? Bro, I watched the show. Yeah, I saw Seamus Rebroke his nose. Um, I'm just wondering if you have another job to support you financially or is this? No, this is my full-time job. This? Well, I do this. As my full-time job, but I also do freelance graphic freelance graphic design, video editing, and photography on the side. But 99% of my income comes from Pro Wrestling Unlimited. This is my job. Again, like I said, I do uh, here and there pick up freelance graphic design work, freelance video editing work, and I do photography. But that's all just on the side here and there when it comes, not... Like on the regular or anything. Um, GB says, can't please everybody. I love both companies. It's all good to me. Exactly. Exactly. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. What the heck bangs? You know my name's not Tom. There you go. You fixed it. You fixed it. Anyways. And if you're watching on Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out down below hitting that donate button or in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also, remember that you can subscribe to the channel and right now on Twitch, it's September. With September, your subscription is 20% off. But the cool thing, the cool thing is just because you're paying 20% less, doesn't mean doesn't mean we as the creators and the streamers have to take a cut. No, we still get the full money that we're supposed to get from your subscription. You pay less. We don't have to take a cut. It's a great thing that Twitch and Amazon do every year in September. September, they also call it September. So awesome, awesome. But remember, you can subscribe. But if you say I don't want to give you any real money, that's fine. You pay Amazon Prime, you pay for Amazon Prime, whether that's video or, or shipping. Well, if you do, if you do, then you can link your Amazon account to your Twitch account, and that gives you a Prime Gaming account. With a Prime Gaming account, some months they give you free games, some months they give you, well, most months they give you in-app purchases for free, different cosmetic items and different DLC things, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But even if, even if you don't 
have Amazon Prime. You got to know somebody that does, that doesn't have it linked to a Twitch account. So if you got your mommy, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, your girlfriend, your third grade teacher, the guy that bagged your groceries at the Safeway this morning, the girl that gave you your coffee at Starbucks, just ask them. Just ask them. Hey, you have Amazon Prime? Yeah? You link it to a Twitch account? No? Can I? Because I want to support some great creators on Twitch. I'm going to use it for PW Unlimited. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate that. And who knows? Maybe if you find some cute girl that's got Amazon Prime and lets you use her account, then you can kind of parlay your way into, get, way into getting a date with her as well. You get her info to get her account, and then you go, hey, I want to say thank you for letting me use this. I'm going to take you on a date. I'm going to take you out to dinner, and who knows where that can lead to. Girlfriend, a marriage, a family with kids, who knows? All just because you asked to use her Amazon Prime account. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the chat. Just like Patience760 did with a super sticker donation. You can also give a super chat donation as well. All super chats do get read live on the air. And remember, you can join the, the Unlimited Army. You can join the Unlimited Army as becoming channel member. With becoming a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But with that, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. We've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. And the show kicked off with a new day. <laughs> uh, Leave Me Alone says... You've been thinking about this a little too much? No, that just came to me. I kind of said it last week. It just came to me. So, yeah, not really thinking about it. It's just kind of something that came to me. The show kicked off with the New Day. Big E did the introduction, saying that the New Day's reunited. Introduced Xavier. Introduced Kofi individually before introducing himself as the new WWE Champion. Biggie came out and got a huge You Deserve It chant from the crowd. It took a few moments to soak it all in before he thanked everybody for the New Day Rocks chants. And even them who at times may have, may have chanted New Day sucks. He thanks those who cheered when he won money in the bank. And was grateful for the fans who lost their minds when he won the title last week. He says he wants to thank everybody. Especially, this almost got me. Especially one person in particular watching from the heavens and he looks up and the crowd starts chanting Brody Lee Brody Lee Brody Lee Brody Lee that was great that was great it just shows how close those two were what a relationship Biggie and Brody actually had so Biggie said that they have cut their they have to cut their celebration short they got business to tend to tonight. You got the Usos and, and Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the big dog, the what, what are the other nicknames, the tribal chief. He said Raw was their show, and they'd send the bloodline packing because new day rocks, new day rocks. And now would come the bloodline. And this match opens up the show, and I go, oh, shit, what the what do we have? I thought this would be the main event. What's going to main event? And boy, did they open with a hell of a match and close with a, I'm going to say right now, an even better match. This show was bookend with two phenomenal matches. 
crowd lost their crap when the bloodline came out. And then they tell us on commentary, this six-man tag team match, it's next. And I go, wow. It was the New Day against the Bloodline in a 13-minute match. New Day were firmly in control early on until Reigns yanked Kingston out of the ring. He bounced him off the announce table and drove him into the post. He chucked him right over the table. Reigns and the Usos faced off with Big E and Woods as they went to break. Shortly after they returned from break, Kingston fought back by knocking down Jey Uso with a missile dropkick. Biggie and Reigns each tagged in, and the crowd collectively just, as soon as both of these man, men tagged in, they walked towards each other, and you could just see every person in this building stand up and go, this is something special. And if that's the reaction they had tonight, just wait. Just wait till Survivor Series. If it is, if it is Roman versus Big E, that match is going to be wow. The crowd, and it was announced tonight, officially, Survivor Series and the Monday Night Raw after Survivor Series will both be taking place from the Barclays Center. So the two traded blows until Big E handed out three straight suplexes as the crowd cheered. Momentary distraction by Jay allowed Reigns to hit a Uranage. He got a two off of it, and Reigns went for a Superman punch, but Big E caught him and hit a suplex and a running splash. Jimmy Uso tried to get involved, so Kofi wiped out both Usos with a dive. This allowed Reigns to knock down Big E with a Superman punch. Woods and Reigns had an extent. Woods and Reigns had an exchange that led to Woods hitting a super kick for a near fall. Lashley sprinted out at this point and speared Big E. Uh, it was on the outside, of course. He then posted Kingston as referee. Just watched for some reason. This wasn't good. Like the ref's supposed to call DQ here. What are you? What are you thinking? Lashley would then go and lay out both Usos. Woods was distracted because of all this, and Reigns hit him with a spear and pinned him. Ref DQ. Like immediately when Biggie got speared, maybe the ref didn't see that, but I can guarantee you the ref saw when Kofi got posted. Could have been a DQ, but regardless, Roman Reigns does pick up the victory. So technically, Roman got two pins tonight. Now, unless unless they said something along the lines of the six-man tag is no DQ and I just never heard it, then I don't know what the hell is up with that. Maybe it was the ref being out of position and he was supposed to be not facing all that action. I don't know. Yes, Roman had a red glove on tonight. Don't know if there's a significance in that or anything, but Roman had a red glove on. I don't know if that just meant because he was on Raw or if there was an actual significance. <clears throat> so after the break, Lashley stormed into Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville's office. He said that Big E cashed in last week when he was hurt, and that shouldn't have happened. And I go, no, that's how money in the bank works, bud. He then claimed that he can beat Big E and Reigns on any day one-on-one. -on -one. Hell, give it to them together, and he can beat them both. He said he was still the almighty era, and he wasn't about to let it end. Kind of stared at each other, all three of them, and then violently Lashley walked off. They announced that we will be getting Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. They also mentioned that MVP suffered a broken rib last week and needs to take some time off. Actually, P-Gun going for uh, 
for uh, knee surgery. I do want to say thank you to New Jeffrey 23 for subscribing on Twitch with that Prime subscription for 11 months. I really do appreciate that, my guy. So Riddle approached Randy Orton in the locker room, and Riddle rambled for a little while about something or other until Orton asked if he was confusing a movie with real life. Orton told Riddle, Good night on almost. Well, I, I break one of Styles' ribs like I did to MVP. Orton then said, oh, by the way, these headphones? Thanks, they're really cool. Riddle goes, yeah, I got us a matching pair, and I matched them up so we can listen to the same, to the same, um, what do you call what do you say? The same Spotify playlist, because the draft's coming. And what if we get drafted to different shows? We need to be able to listen to the same music. And then Riddle drops to one knee and goes, I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They talk to me. They talk to me. I was like, wow. Love it. Gotta love it. Orton's reaction was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. You could see it on his face. He was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Riddle's getting close. And I think it was two weeks ago, Randy had to like turn himself away from the the hard camera because he got him at one point. Next up, Eva Marie and Dewdrop yet again. And before the match starts, Eva Marie grabs the microphone and goes, I'm not. She goes, I'm not into negativity or shaming anything or anything, but look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And look at Dewdrop. Maurice basically said that she was well put together while Dewdrop is a hot mess. Crowd cheered for Dewdrop, who was unbothered by Eva Marie's comments. Smash went a minute and 20 seconds. Eva Marie tried avoiding Dewdrop, but Dewdrop gave her a senton before a running crossbody and the victory. That was it. Big E's all pissed off in the back, and he also storms into Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce's office. He says, I want Lashley, I want Reigns. Give them both to me tonight. So, going forward, go to break. When we come back, Heyman is now in their office. And they're, they're like, I don't even want to hear it. And Heyman's like, hold on, hold on. Well, yeah, let me speak. Heyman and Priest began arguing until DeVille informed Heyman, they're just to make a triple threat match tonight. We got, we got this. It'll be Roman Reigns, Big E, and Bobby Lashley in the main event. Crowd pop. Even then, oh, okay. Seemed fine with it. It's going forward. It was Randy Orton against AJ Styles in a just short, just shy of 15 minute match. Like this match was just under 15 minutes. I think it was like 1455, 1456, or something like that. Orton was in control until he tripped up almost. He was tripped up by almost. Orton complained to the referee and encouraged the crowd to do the same. The ref then tossed almost from ringside. But almost laid out Riddle before leaving. Thousand sent Orton to the outside, near almost, who was still standing there, even though the ref told him to get. Styles hit Orton with a slingshot, a slingshot forearm, before almost finally left and they went to break. Orton tried fighting back, but Styles used a chop block and targeted the leg before going on more of the attack. Orton, though, avoided a charge, and Styles went face first into the middle turnbuckle. 
It traded strikes until Orton hit a power slam for a two. It traded counters until Styles applied a sleeper. A few more reversals led to Orton hitting an exploder. And he got a two off of that. Styles then came back with some strikes and a Pele kick for a two. Orton blocked a Styles clash, but Styles hit a low forearm for a two. Styles followed this up with a lion salt for a two as well. Styles then set up for the phenomenal forearm, but he was momentarily distracted by Riddle. Styles set up for it again, but stopped when he saw Orton in midair setting up for an RKO. They pointed out, they pointed at each other, acknowledging they knew what each other was thinking. This is a very funny spot. I really, really liked it. But in the end, Orton caught Styles, hit a draping DDT and an RKO to pick up the victory of very, very good, strong match here tonight. I really enjoyed this match. Now, a match that I wouldn't call strong, but interesting, was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax that went in about 2 minutes and 20 seconds. The match began with an argument over who's the better athlete, who's the better wrestler. Jax was briefly in control until Baszler hit a series of kicks. Baszler tried for the Karafuda clutch, but she couldn't quite lock it in. She managed to lock it in eventually, and Jax tried to counter by falling back on top of her. However, Shayna held that submission, and Nia would pass out with Baszler picking up the victory. But then, after the match, Baszler contemplated what to do. She seemed very perplexed. Baszler then squeezed Jack's hand into a grip, uh, into the gap of the steel step for stomping on it. She then held Jack's arm down and stomped on it as well. Baszler, after attacking the arm of Nia Jax on the steel step, kind of looked like, oh crap, what did I just do? Like she didn't realize what she was doing. Like she may regret it in the end. Commentary made it sound like she broke her arm. They said Nia Jax may have suffered a broken arm, but we'll see how she is going forward. And correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't hear an update on Nia. So if she did suffer a broken arm, I don't know if they said it tonight or not. Before the upcoming match, Byron Saxon acknowledged that Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo were usually at odds. The two men did a pre-match promo where they basically said they're better, uh, they're better together than apart. And this is a long time coming. I really thought that these two would have, should have been put up as a tag team a long time ago. I, I, I really do. And they took on the team of Mustafa Ali and Mansoor in a match that went roughly 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Angel Garza launched Ali into the ring post. Carrillo applied a submission while Garza drop-kicked him in the head. That was enough for Carrillo to go for the cover and pin Ali. You may say, what about Mansoor? Did he do anything? Not that I recall and not that I wrote down in my notes. But it seems like Garza and Carrillo are a heel team, so that means heel turn for Humberto Carrillo. For the carrying cross package, basically just said who's next for carrying cross. Didn't really give him any answers. Then they basically tell us the result of the next match. So Nikki ASH's music plays, and her and Rhea come out on the stage. And they do this big long speech about Connor's cure and pediatric cancer awareness month, and how they're dedicating their match to children and 
the support of Connor's Cure, and they said, when we say one, two, three, raise your hands in victory, one, two, three, victory, and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, they ain't doing this speech and then losing. No, sir, e Bob. They are not doing this speech about Connor's Cure and losing. But before we talk about that next match, speaking of Connor's Cure, we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited have teamed up with the good people at Wicked Cuts Beef Jerky. They've got a new, they've got a new beef jerky flavor where all of the proceeds go to Connor's Cure. So let's talk about that right here, right now. It's Patriotic Cancer Awareness Month, and we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited have teamed up with Wicked Cuts Jerky to fight the big fight against childhood cancer. Wicked Cuts Jerky is also partnering with WWE, Connor's Cure, and the V Foundation on this critical endeavor. Stephanie McMahon and Paul Triple H Levesque founded Connor's Cure to honor the life of a very special little boy, Connor Malik an eight-year-old wrestling fan who inspired the universe through his battle with metalloblastoma. Through their partnership with WWE and the V Foundation, Connor's Cure is dedicated to raising funds and supporting the ongoing research in new agents for innovative therapies for kinder treatment and ending patriotic cancer. Over 400,000 children worldwide are diagnosed with cancer every single year. And in the United States, it's the leading cause of death by disease post-infancy. Connor's Cure has teamed up with the Wicked Cuts Jerky Group to create a new flavor of smoked barbecue bacon jerky. All proceeds for the sale of this exclusive flavor will be contributed to the V Foundation and Connor's Cure to ensure the continuation of the research needed to help and end childhood cancer. Children are our future. We must fight to ensure that every child has the chance for a bright future full of hope and opportunity. So now you have the opportunity to purchase your own bag of smoked barbecue recipe at www.wickedcuts.com. That's Wicked Cuts with a Z. Remember, every dime of this special flavor does go to end the war of childhood cancer. All right, guys, so go over there, wickedcuts.co, get your bag or multiple bags of smoked barbecue recipe and all the proceeds. They're not keeping anything. All the proceeds will go to Connor's Cure and the V Foundation. But with that, we had a title match, a women's tag team title match that went two minutes and 23 seconds. Damina and Natalia used a heart attack 25 seconds into the match, but Ripley broke up the cover as they were trying to pin Nikki. Jimmy Smith actually mentioned that Ripley is only allowed one save and she just used it earlier in the match. And I go, the fuck does that come from? One save? Huh? Tamina then hit a Samoan drop, but instead of going for the cover, she went for the diving splash and Nikki got her knees up, sort of. Nikki then went for the tag on Rhea, but Ripley had been knocked down. Natty drop kicked Nikki while Tamina tried to go after Ripley. Ripley gave Tamina a rip tied on the apron while Nikki rolled up Natty to pick up the victory and become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Match, like I said, two and a half minutes. But that's not even the big, why was it so short? Shotzi and Knox. Let's talk about them for a second. They beat Natty and Tamina three times. 
And each time they called it a number one or top contenders match, whatever they call them, uh, a championship contenders match. Three times. Never got their goddamn title shot. Never got their title shot. Yet, Nikki and Rhea beat them once, and then all of a sudden they're, they're, they're getting the title shot and the titles? Bullshit. What the hell? Blasphemy. Even if you're not going to put the titles on Shotzi and Tegan Knox, at least give them their fucking title match. Even if they're going to lose, give them the fucking title match. God. So going forward, we had Alexa's Playground. The ring was set up with the swing set, the play horse, the slide, and so forth. Alexa, Alexa will then introduce Charlotte Flair. Speaking of Charlotte Flair, I must say right now, I've been told that there was... I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but after that plane ride from hell and all the negativity on Rick, there were talks of taking the last name away from Charlotte, even if it's just for a little while. Didn't happen tonight, but those talks did happen. I was told over the weekend those talks did happen that some were like, we may need to take that last name off for just for a little bit, but then others go, well, she's had the name for so long and may not be that effective. So, I don't know if they're eventually going to do it or not. Rick tried to put up a I didn't do anything wrong post tonight. We'll see how that all does go. Because Rick basically said, if I did anything wrong, if I ever actually forced myself on women, you think it wouldn't have been in my 30 for 30? That's basically what Rick said. But anyways, this was way better than it had any right to be. Alexa, like I said, Alexa introduced Charlotte, and Charlotte entered and mocked Bliss for barely being a competitor. She said that she's fragile, and she tries to hide behind this, this gimmick so she doesn't have to wrestle. Bliss called Charlotte the fun police. Bliss said she didn't have any tricks up her sleeve, as Charlotte asked, because, well, her sleeves are so short you can't stick anything up them. Bliss then noticed that Charlotte didn't bring Charlie with her. But don't worry, don't worry. I did. And she brought out a Charlie doll. Crowd chanted for the doll. Charlotte says she didn't want the doll. And the crowd then booed. Charlotte wants the old Alexa Bliss, the five feet of fury, the former champion. Charlotte then called all of these attempts just a fragile, frail way for Bliss to hide. She doesn't want to actually have to compete. Charlotte said, you know, I've come a long way. And what am I now? I'm reinvented WrestleMania 35, and now I'm here doing this with you? Playing with dolls? She goes, we're both former champions. We've both been great. But when you were a champion, it was always because I was on the other brand. I was on SmackDown while you were on Raw or vice versa. She then went on. She said that she went on. To beat the nightmare. A superhero. And now she's feuding with a child. Charlotte wondered. She should beat up Bliss right now. Or just wait till the pay-per-view on Sunday. Bliss then mocked Charlotte. For consistently bragging. That it was true. Charlotte has won more titles. Than any other woman in this, in this business. But. That also means you've lost more as well. 
Bliss didn't said Bliss said she didn't need to play games to expose Charlotte. Without the title on her shoulder, we didn't really know who Charlotte Flair is. But everyone knows who I am. Crowd then woos. Charlotte acknowledges it, and Bliss goes, "That isn't even originally yours, anyways." And Charlotte goes, you want to talk about being original? Bliss called Charlotte an egotistical bitch and said that Charlotte would be able to call her, won't, wouldn't be able to call herself champion after Sunday. I thought the back and forth here between both women was really, really good. I really enjoyed the verbal back and forth. They then got into a brawl. Charlotte got the better of it, ripped up the doll, and then went after Lily. Bliss saved Lily by knocking down Charlotte with a tornado DDT. Again, I thought that the back and forth was really good. It's unfortunate that they're they're arguing and fighting over dolls, but they made the best out of the shit they were given. Then we got a weird 24-7 segment. So Drake Maverick's like the ringleader, the ringmaster, coming up with the plan. And he's like, we got this net, and we're going to drop it on on, on uh, Reggie. And then we're going to try and pin him, and someone's going to get that title off of him. And he's like, Gulak, I want you to distract him. Just how you're going to go after him after Truth drops the net. Truth, I'll give you the keyword, and then drop it when I say that. He goes, what's the keyword, dog? He goes, now, dog. And so Reggie walks up. Drake, uh, Drew Gulak goes up to him. And Reggie, of course, whoa, 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 he's like, hey, hey, Reggie, calm down. I don't have a referee. I just want to talk to you. He starts spitting off these, these things or whatever. He starts talking about random things. And all of a sudden, you hear Drake Maverick in the back now. And he doesn't drop the, Truth doesn't drop the, um, what's it called? The, the net. Then Reggie realizes something's going on. He shoves Gulak. Gulak then falls. The net fall or gets like, Gulak, like, falls backwards, kind of. The net gets dropped onto Gulak. Reggie runs away. They try to chase Reggie and then, they're dumb because they try to chase Reggie up this thing where he just jumps off of it. And they're still trying to climb it as he just walks off. And Drake Maverick goes, why didn't you drop the net when I said so? Truth, what happened? He goes, he didn't say all the, the, the word. The word was now, dog. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. That was cute. Next up, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. If Jeff Hardy is victorious, he gets added to the U.S. title match. On Sunday at the pay-per-view, Damian Priest was on commentary. But how does this make any sense? How does this make any sense? Jeff Hardy lost to Damian Priest last week. It wasn't like he lost, but there was controversy in the law. He lost fucking clean. No controversy, no none of that. Just lost clean. But this match here with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus went about 10 minutes. Hardy hit a twist of fate. Sheamus got the knees up. As Jeff went for the Swanton. And not much really happened in this match. At one point, though, at one point, though, Sheamus got his nose rebroke. Like this man, this man, call bad luck, bad luck. Anyways, the end of the match, for some reason, I don't have many notes here. Maybe it didn't save properly. In the match, Jeff Hardy hits the twist of fate, goes for the Swanton. Sheamus gets the knees up, and this looks like it hurt. Because Jeff went spine first right on the knees of Sheamus. And you could see him bounce off of Sheamus. This looked like it was the end of Hardy. But he managed to somehow get a roll up and pin 
Seamus. Seamus, bloody all from the nose, walks up and yells at Damian Priest, this is all your fault. Priest is like, what do you mean it's my fault? This is all your fault. Hardy got added to the match. And so they start brawling. And in the end, got into it, and officials broke it up. Well, eventually. They failed at one point, and then they eventually separated them. So cool. WWE plugged that this week Roman Reigns will be taking on Finn Balor for the Universal Title at Extreme Rules. No mention of Brock Lesnar and Crown Jewel, though. And then we go on to our 20-minute main event. Boy, as the kids say, this match slapped. This match slapped hard. This was so good. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. It was Universal Champion Roman Reigns, WWE Champion Big E, and Bobby Lashley. So Big E immediately just goes straight after Lashley. Reigns decided to just watch until he had an opportunity to hit Big E with a drive-by. Went to break about 50 seconds in. Biggie was still all after Lashley when we came back from break. Until Reigns knocked him down with a clothesline for a two. Reigns tried to drive by on Lashley, but Lashley clotheslined him on the apron. Lashley used tackles on both men in the corner, but Big E knocked him down with an STO. Big E went after Reigns, but ate a Simone drop for a two. Reigns repeatedly clotheslined Lashley in the corner before hoisting him up to the top turnbuckle. Reigns then set it for a superplex, but Big E got under him, and they did a huge, huge Tower of Doom spot the crowd tremendously popped for as we went to a commercial break. Reigns was in control on Big E when we returned. Big E came back with consecutive suplexes on Reigns until Lashley yanked him out of the ring and drove him into the barricade. Lashley gave Reigns a flatliner and an impressive delayed vertical suplex for a two. Big E came back into the ring and knocked down both men before hitting both with splashes. He covered Lashley and got a two off of it. Big E went for a running spear through the ropes, but Reigns got his knee up. Lashley gave Big E a spine buster, but Reigns broke up the cover and tried to cover and got a two of his own. Big E ducked a Superman punch and gave Reigns a big ending, but Lashley yanked Big E out of the ring. Lashley then gave Big E a choke slam right through the announce table. We thought, okay, that's it. Big E's done. It's just Bobby and Roman. Lashley tried to spear Reigns, but Reigns hit a Superman punch for a near fall. Crowd chanted, this is awesome. This is awesome. Reigns then tried to spear Lashley, but Lashley hit a spear of his own. He then goes for the pin, and Big E barely jumped in in time to break up the pin. Lashley tried to put Big E in the hurt lock, but he could not do it until, well, Reigns hit him with a Superman punch. Big E then followed this up by spearing Reigns out of the ring. Big E gave Reigns a big ending, but Lashley hit Big E with the chair. Remember, triple threat rules in WWE, no disqualification. Lashley repeatedly kept hitting Big E with the chair at ringside. Heyman's face went from, this is pretty good, to, oh no, he's got a chair. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. So Lashley, again, like I said, was repeatedly hitting Big E with the chair until he was speared by Roman Reigns. Roman went for the pin, pinned Bobby Lashley, and there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Tribal Chief picks up the victory. So this match was phenomenal. I loved it. It was three guys going out there and just beating the crap out of each other. As soon as the match ends, graphic on the bottom of the screen. 
It says, Roman Reigns, the Demon, Universal Championship, Extreme Rules match. So the match on Sunday at Extreme Rules between Roman Reigns and the Demon is an Extreme Rules match. Well, that's an interesting one to note. That's an interesting one to note because that could be really good. I thought the match itself could have been really good already because, I mean, we've seen Finn and Roman, and it was great. We've seen them multiple times, actually, and they've all been good matches going all the way back to 2016. But now that this match is not going to be an Extreme Rules match, who knows the stuff they're going to be able to pull out. I'm really, really excited for this. But with that, guys, that was Monday Night Raw. We do have a super chat from Gabriel Perez. He says, do you see Big E, WWE title reign, making it to WrestleMania 38? Very good chance, yes. Very good chance. Big E holds on to this title till WrestleMania. Because as of right now, unless maybe they have Bobby Lashley beat him for the belt and then they do like a WrestleMania rematch, I can really see them keeping the belt on Big E. Especially if the crowds stay behind him the way they have. The crowds stay behind him. His merch keeps selling really well. You know, the numbers aren't, aren't dipping for ratings. I can see them keeping the title on him. So, and yes, DJ, it is. This is uh, Eddie Guerrero. But with that, you know what I thought about Raw. I enjoyed basically almost all of this show. Now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can put a super chat in the live chat, just like Gabriel Perez did, or you can text 510 906-1341, but with that, let's check the polls first as far as the Twitch poll does go. 83% of you liked tonight's Raw. 17% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 72% of you liked tonight's Raw, and 22% thought it was just all right, with 6% not liking tonight's Raw. Going forward, checking the text messages here. This person says, I like Raw tonight. Now, we have new women's tag team champions, and I hope I see open challenge soon for them. I love me some Roman Reigns WWE music. Now, I don't know about an open challenge because that's kind of like the Damian Priest thing right now, doing the open challenge. But hopefully, they go to SmackDown and they do something with shots and knocks. Shotsy and knocks. Um, Gabriel Press says, thoughts on AEW Owen Hart announcement? I mean, there's not much to say about that. If you guys haven't heard, AEW has partnered up with Martha Hart and the Owen Hart Foundation to basically honor Owen Hart. They're going to have a line of merchandise coming out. They're going to do an Owen Hart tournament in AEW and a bunch of other things. They'll probably put Owen Hart in the video game. But, I mean, there's not much to say. It's an interesting, weird, out-of-nowhere move. I think it's I, for sure. And, I mean, I don't want to talk ill on it, but it is it just them trying to say, hey, we can capitalize off of this. Let's make some money off of the Owen Hart name. I don't know. I assume any money made off the merchandise is going to go to the Owen Hart Foundation. So we'll see how that all does go. We'll see how that all does go. They said they're going to do an Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. No real details were given on what that tournament actually is. So... 
until we see more, like they made the announcement, but until we see what they do with it, we can't really judge it. It's just, I understand where they're coming from with it, but it's also weird that it's someone that has no ties at all to their company. Like, it's not like any of his family is in AEW. Brett was on that first show to present the title, yes, to show off the belt. But other than that, eh, I don't know. And Lee Melo says, let me guess, WWE stole, or AEW stole from WWE again. No, because WWE never had any rights to the Owen Hart name or likeness. Chris says, um, if you pick someone that you like tonight, and who you, wait, what? If you pick something, okay, I don't understand the question. I'm just going to skip it. Not Raw related, what do you think of NXT 2.0? That the show was pretty good last week. We'll have to wait and see if they can keep that momentum up, though. Versus says, we were spot on by saying we should like the wrestling content we're getting. WWE has great storylines going on. AEW has amazing talent. And there's plenty of other promotions with great wrestlers as well. I personally enjoy every second of it since July. Now, I'm not saying you have to like everything. You can not like some things. But you, I just don't think it's right to say, I like AEW. So I can only like AEW. And that means I can only talk bad about WWE or vice versa. There's nothing wrong about liking all of it. It's just there's people online that make it seem like you have to like one or the other, and you can't like both. Or says, I thought tonight's Raw was amazing because I got to see my dream team of Angel Garza and Umberto. I also watched Raw with my dad, and he loved almost everything. Well, that's awesome to hear. Or says, hell of a victory for Rhea and Nikki A.S.H. on becoming the new women's tag team champions tonight, who will be the first ones to come after them for the titles. I can see them doing a rematch with Ta uh, Tamina and Natty, but I want them to go for with Knox, Knox and Shotzi because they're deserving. They're deserving. It says Humberto Creo a heel now. I think so. wasn't wasn't clarified, but I think so. It said, do you think New Day get the tag titles for Survivor Series and have another Bloodline versus New Day thing? No, I don't. Says, I think Roman had the red glove tonight because of bloodline and red is the color. No, because they've been calling themselves the bloodline for a while and Roman hasn't been wearing the red glove. So that's not it. And they've had the bloodline t-shirts for two months now, maybe month and a half. And he hasn't worn the red glove. So it had nothing to do with blood and bloodline. Says, I was at a live event. Roman Reigns beat Bobby, a biggie and Bobby Lashley in a three-way match over the weekend. Awesome. Says, in your opinion, what was better this week, Raw or SmackDown? Technically, if you want to get technical, SmackDown hasn't happened this week. But if you're asking last week's SmackDown compared to this week's Raw, hmm, that's toughy. It's a real toughy. I might say Raw just because they opened with a great match, end with a great match, had a couple good matches in the middle as well, like the Sheamus and Jeff Hardy match, like the um, AJ Styles. Randy Orton match, so just thinking off the top of my head and not really remembering everything that happened on SmackDown, to be honest, I might say Raw, but I'd have to go back and at least kind of familiarize myself with what, everything that happened on SmackDown. Uh, Warm Hedgehog says, do you think that Roman Reigns is better than Kenny Omega? Well, that's an open-ended question, but in the end, yes. I think there are things that Kenny Omega does better than Roman Reigns. 
But in the end, overall, I do think Roman Reigns is better. I do think Roman Reigns is the number one professional wrestler in the world right now. Chris says, would you prefer Roman versus Big E or Roman versus Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series? Just curious. I've always thought Bobby versus Roman could be a good match. I think both matches would be amazing. But if I had to choose one, that's a tough one. But I think I would go Bobby and Roman over Big E and Roman. Again, I think both matches would be phenomenal, amazing, great. But right now, I think I would say Bobby. And that's nothing against Big E. Because that's like... Bobby, Big E. Oh, it's so close. It's so close. Said, do you think Finn wins on Sunday? Not a chance. Not a chance. And final text message here says, not Raw related, just a thought. With Brian Danielson in AW, do you think Johnny Gargano could be the next Daniel Bryan, big baby? Fi- no. No. Because A, they're not looking for another Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. And B, I don't think he would want to be just the next Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan in WWE. But they're not even looking for anybody in that role. They're looking for Damian Priest and Sheamus's and Bobby Lashley type guys. I mean, look at the two guys that they pick, they promoted big on NXT 2.0 last week. Von Wagner. I don't even want to say it. Braun Breaker. Look at those two guys that they pushed big last week. You think they want a Gargano to be a top baby face? I mean, it could happen and he would be great in the role. But it's not something they're looking at doing. Not at all. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. And follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. With that, guys, we will be back live again tomorrow. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited right here on YouTube and Twitch and all that for NXT 2.0. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great Tuesday, and I'll see you tomorrow for NXT 2.0.